Hi, and welcome to Your Owen Podcast, quick and handy tips for veterinarians on the go. I'm Dr. Melanie Barham, coordinator for the Ontario Animal Health Network, or OWEN. This series is all about equine strangles, or strep equine infection, in horses. We've asked five equine veterinarians from Ontario to answer common questions about strangles, debunking myths, and confirming facts about the disease. The practitioners on the series are all based out of Ontario and are members of the OWEN Equine Network. We hope you find the series informative. Please feel free to comment and share widely on social media. So today I'm really pleased to introduce uh, Dr. Memo Arroyo, who's a clinician and large animal internal medicine specialist at the Ontario Veterinary College. And Memo is going to be just answering, answering just like the rest of our um, practitioners who have been on um, our podcast, um, some practical questions that have come from horse owners about strangles. So welcome, Memo. Hi, thank you. So our first question uh, from horse owners is, is my, if my horse has recovered from strangles, can I assume that he has cleared the organisms and he won't get it ever again? Well, after a horse has developed strangles and records so that he looks normal to the neck and eye, he still may have the bacteria inside the garbage pouches. This type of horse is called a carrier. And between 10 to 20% of horses who have had strangles become carriers. These carrier horses serve as a reservoir of the organism and usually responsible for the continuous spread of the equine to the equine population. When a horse has completely cleared the strangled organism from his body, he is generally immune from becoming infected for two or so years, but not indefinitely. In fact, they have a very strong immune uh, response for up to five years. Mm -hmm. okay. Horses who have recovered from strangles and have developed a strong antibody response, it exposed to the bacteria again are at risk for developing an immune-related disease called purpura hemorrhagica. So practicing sound biosecurity practices is still a must to minimize the likelihood of re-exposure. It is always a good idea to have a blood test called an antibody type to perform prior to vaccinating, especially in horses who have had strangles in the past. Like being re-exposed to strangles again, Horses who have had have a high antibody titer, who are in, who are then vaccinated, are also at risk of developing purpura hemorrhagica. Okay, thanks. And most veterinarians would be able to perform a, a strangles titer test for for any owner, correct? Yes, absolutely. That's a, a really easy test to do. They basically have to draw some uh, blood and up and send it to the lab for testing. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so how does, uh, this is the next question, how does the horse become a carrier and how would it be identified? A horse becomes a carrier after it recovers from having strangles, usually. The bacteria localized in the garbage pouches, which is, as many of you may know, as the air sac on each side of the neck on the throat latch area. They can live there for many years, usually attached to the hardened deposit of pus called chondroids. Bacteria are shed periodically, usually in low numbers, but if the horse is stressed, such as, as being transported to a show, the immune system no longer keeps the bacteria in check, and they can um, be shed in low numbers, in larger numbers. Sorry. The horse will still look fine to the observer, will not look sick. So in other words, the horse is fine, but it still can shed the bacteria. Carriers mm -hmm. are identified as having by having your veterinarian perform a nasopharyngeal, 
wash or a garlic patch lavash. The sample, the sample is then submitted to the lab where it, it is tested for the presence of the bacterial DNA. That is called a PCR or polymerase change reaction test. Because the organisms may only be present in low numbers, may be dead or may be only uh, shed intermittently, several sequential tests are often recommended to make sure that the horse is negative. If the garbage pouch lavage is performed along with visualizing the pouch with the endoscopes, then generally sampling at the site time point will suffice. But if the test is positive, the veterinarian will return to the farm to remove any controls present, if there are, flush the pouches and instill antibiotics. This is usually repeated twice more once week apart. Okay, thank you. I should stress the fact that uh, removing chondroids from the gapas can be time-consuming. It might take more than, um, you know, one or two times. It, it, you know, in my experience, I have dealt with cases that I, it take me six times to remove them all. Right. So until you are really satisfied with the pouches being absolutely clean, um, you know, you can assure the owner that the horse is negative at that time. Right, and they can be a bit. They can be certainly very tricky, can't they? Because there's there, and for those who don't know, they kind of look like creamy colored. I don't know, like balls of gelatin, I guess, for lack of a better lack of a better description. Um, but they can be really stuck in there. They can, and in fact, in the past, they used to be removed surgically mm -hmm. every time. Now we we flush them, we we crush them with the endoscope, and we remove them. We can put a very large tube to get them out. But in fact, they do like curled cheese and they can be very difficult to remove. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of structures in the guttural pouch that you have to be very careful of. Well, horses can get very distressed if you in, um, inject any um, kind of irritated substance. So for the most part, we use basically physiologic saline or just water to mm -hmm. flush them out. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, so next question is, how contagious is strangles? Like if our neighbor's horses have their heads over the fence with our horses and our neighbor's horse has strangles, can this be a problem? Absolutely. A strangle is highly contagious. It is transmitted through a nose-to-nose -nose contact with an uh, infected horse or by what we call fomites, which is basically clothes or tack, secretions on buckets or other equipment or even flies. So that, that is why it is really important to keep infected horses in an isolation barn, use dedicated equipment and personnel so that the disease cannot be transmitted to, an, to others. If the neighbor's horse is a carrier, then it can be transmitted to your horses. Right, or if they're actively infected, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It, when, you know, when they also, like there is pus coming out, that's, that's the worst time where they can be um, you know, infected to other horses or infectious transmission to horses, but they can be transmitted even with the horse looks um, actually healthy. Mm -hmm. I think that seems that seems like a really good reason to develop a good biosecurity plan or develop some protective measures because you just don't know what the other horses who aren't in your herd might uh, might have. So having some kind of boundary between the two fences would be handy, even if it's electric fence to keep them apart. Fully agree. Like biosecurity will be the probably the most effective measure in these cases. Okay. Um, so our last question, how long would the bacteria stay alive on wood fencing um, or on a metal gate or in the soil? Yes, that's a little bit of a controversial question because we don't have much data to support any of the um, 
answer to this question, but in general, strep equa is, is a hardy bacterium that likes the cold weather. It has been reported on the laboratory settings without sun to survive on wood for 63 days at 2 degrees Celsius. Long time, 63 days. Wow. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that's two months. Um, however, there was a study done at OBC. Um, it only lasted for a few days in the heat and sunlight in, of summer. We don't know how long it survives in soil in different temperatures, which is why we recommend keeping a paddle that has housed an infected horse, free of horses for at least a month or 30 days, with cleaning and disinfecting the gates and fencing. Gotcha. Having said that, um, as you may, may know, uh, we do save bacteria in freezers. That's what, you know, we, to keep them alive, we actually freeze them down. So they can uh, tolerate really hardy conditions. Mm -hmm. So we actually don't know. There are a few studies, and one of them was done by um, Scott here. And that so study actually said that they don't last as long as mm -hmm. they reported before. But it's still better be safe in some of these cases and test for it mm -hmm. than getting uh, you know, an outbreak in a farm. Right, so testing the horses, and you're not yes. suggesting necessarily swabbing the whole farm? or No, no, but testing horses for carrying states and yeah. things like that. Especially horses that had active disease. Yeah, the guttural pouch is such a lovely place for strangles to live, isn't it? It's this lovely, like, moist, damp place. That's that's right, and you can never predict which horse is going to develop chondroids. Mm -hmm. So that's very important to actually go in and look and, and make sure that it's clean, or, or if it's not, clean it up. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect. Thank you very much, Memo. No, thank you, Melanie. Thanks for joining us for the Ontario Animal Health Network equine podcast series on strangles. Check out the other episodes in this series at oahn.podbean.com or on iTunes or on our website, oahn.ca, through the podcast button on the upper right-hand side. Other resources on strangles can be found on oahn.ca under equine resources. If you like this episode or have a comment, please leave us one on social media or on our Podbean site. And feel free to share with your equine friends. We appreciate your support.